When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the official first day of autumn. And it's going to feel like it outside. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Leading up to the weekend, we're looking at highs in the low 60s, mostly sunny skies and small chances of rain. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will have more of those details coming up. Also in the hour, we'll hear from an agrigold agronomist about how things are looking in the field today. And Zach Bowers from EverAg will join us later in the hour. Stay tuned for that. Markets and more right here. Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a Young Farmer and Agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers. WFBF.com. You'll learn so much. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. BioVet in Barneveld offers industry-leading direct-fed microbials and supplements to help your livestock be healthier, more productive, and profitable. Join Pam Yonke at World Dairy Expo on October 5th at 1.30 in booth 1503 in the Exhibition Hall and visit bio-vet.com to learn more. Dairy Metrics is back. Generate benchmarks with real-time data on more than 9,000 herds and 2 million cows. Dairy Records Management Systems and Pam will be broadcasting from inside the Coliseum at booth 37 on Wednesday, October 5th at World Dairy Expo. Learn more about Dairy Records Management Systems at drms.org. What next? You go into a farmer's house, and of course, especially in the fall and early spring, seed catalogs all over the place, and you can find uh, what you want, what they look like by looking through a magazine. But Steph, that's changing. It is, Bob. A new business in Wisconsin is setting out to change the way you buy seed. They want to be a resource and a money saver for farmers and gardeners, really anyone who puts a seed into the ground. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The startup is called Seedlinked. On one side of the business, it brings together several seed companies, catalogs, and reviews all in one place online for people to browse and purchase the seed that works best for them. And then on the other side of the business, they conduct research trials for different seed varieties. This agriculture startup also caught my attention because the state has taken an interest. Wisconsin is offering tax credits for Seedlinked investors. Dylan Bruce is a vegetable farmer and a co-founder of Seedlinked. He tells me more about the relationship with the state, but first he shares why he started Seedlinked. So Seedlinked is a two-sided platform. On the one side, we have the growers, like you mentioned. Those are anyone from farmers, uh, commercial farmers, large scale to small scale to hobby farmers, all the way to gardeners, who are also an important part of food security, as we learned over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
on the other side of the platform, we're working with seed companies, we're working with universities, nonprofits, anybody working to develop and test new varieties. So we focus on horticultural crops primarily. That's going to be, uh, you know, vegetables, uh, d- decorative plantings, and we also look at other specialty crops like edible grains. Essentially, anything that's not corn and soy. The reason I say that is because corn and soy get the lion's share of the budget from seed companies for developing the varieties, for creating planting prescriptions for farmers. And what we wanted to do is apply the sort of big data approach that's and the data revolution, really, that's been happening in agriculture and bring that to vegetables, to some of these crops that aren't getting as much investment. No corn and soy, but you can reach larger scale farms that grow other different varieties of, of grain or vegetables. That's right. And we know in Wisconsin here, it's it's not just the corn and soy that are so cent- and dairies, you know, the classic ones that we think of here that are central to agriculture. We also have a really vibrant uh, vegetable production environment, both in the central sands at processing scales, but also we are the second in the nation for organic vegetable production, second in the nation for the number of certified organic farms. So these kind of uh, agricultural niche crops, uh, everything down to ginseng and others are really important and they're just not seeing the investment broad scale and we want to help growers answer this essential question of what to grow every year because a lot of folks outside agriculture think oh you've been growing for 5, 10, 20 years you know what to grow you're just going to grow the same thing every year the reality is we have changing climate changing consumer preferences new pests and diseases that are coming in as a result of the changes and so each year a lot of growers are trying new options, trying to figure out what is going to hit the market best and what's going to perform best in their field or in their gardens. And I mentioned in the open that this is also a money-saving tool, but I want you to explain why that is. If we think about vegetable seed, it's been sold essentially the same way since the 1800s, which is a single company catalog model. Now, obviously, the exception is there's online sales. Now you can go online and buy your vegetable seeds, but you still have the same process of Okay, for me as a grower, when I flip open a catalog or go online, I'm finding the prettiest picture taking the seed company at their word for what performs well, they'll say, this is the best in our trials, or you know, this one tastes the best, or this one has great disease resistance. The reality is, as growers, we need to know how it performs in our neighborhood. So I want two things when I'm choosing something new to plant. I want data proof, and I also want social proof. I want to know what does well. And I want to have access to that regardless of what seed company it comes from. So what we've done is bring a dozen seed companies onto one platform. Platform so that you don't have to limit your purchases because you only want to buy from two or three places because it's difficult. Instead, you can go on our platform, find the best variety to plant for your context. So say you want a tomato that has the best flavor, yield, and disease resistance combo. Well, you can check those filters, see what options pop up, go to a variety profile on SeedLinked, and see who the suppliers are. And then you can compare the sizes, the options, whether it's certified organic, whether it's treated seed or not. Um, So you really have transparency of price and performance in one place. Spoken with growers' experience because you're a farmer yourself, Dylan, out of Ferryville, Wisconsin. Tell me uh, about your operation, your background in agriculture, and why this stemmed into the startup Seedlinked. 
I grew up on a farm, uh, as you mentioned, over in you know the border of Vernon and Crawford County, and in some ways we're pretty typical for the landscape here. We have some corn, soy, alfalfa, do some contract grazing of heifers on our land with uh, with, with neighbors renting the land, but. While I was growing up, my parents also ran an organic vegetable CSA, one of the first in the state. So, you know, growing up, being very closely involved in that, uh, you know, the, we, we didn't get uh, an allowance. We got to bring stuff to the farmer's market, right? And when I gr- got done with high school, I couldn't wait to get off the farm. Well, spent a few years in Chicago, a few years in Los Angeles, couldn't wait to get back to the farm. Within a week of graduating, I was working at UW-Madison uh, managing a vegetable trialing program for a professor there. And then finally in 2018 with some colleagues and my my then partner, now wife, we started Circadian Organics, our own production business, uh, really focused on, at the time, restaurant sales. Now we've evolved into being a CSA as well. And the other part of what we do is seed contracts. So we grow... Uh, different varieties on contract for regional scale uh, vegetable seed companies, um, some out of Michigan, Seed Savers Exchange out of Decorah, some partners that we work with at Seedlinked. And what we realized is, you know, through that process, and when I first sat down with my co-founder at Seedlinked is, you know, he's a plant breeder. I'm wearing the hat of, of a researcher from the university and of a production grower and we just realized there's no feedback loop. Why can't the data that he creates inform what I'm doing at the university and have that really inform what I'm planting on my farm? And of course, it's we can access some of that. But, you know, I farm in zone 4B and we've got zone 4B over on the West Coast and, you know, in Montana, we've got it in Maine. And so what we want to do is take that dynamic of going to your neighbor and asking for recommendations or going to your extension agent asking for recommendations and explode that so that we're really connecting the dots all around the country and all around the world. Not only does the Seedlinked platform help circulate that message, as you said, but you also have a role in the seed trials in the research side of things. Tell me more about that side of the business that you alluded to earlier. Yeah, so you know we, we're working with these seed companies at Circadian Organics on growing on contract. We also see Circadian Organics sort of as the trials or research farms for seedlings. So we're running some of the trials there right now. For instance, uh, we've got a slicer tomato trial that we are running that's involving 12 different plant breeders from around the U.S., some of the great independent breeders as well as some storied larger seed companies, and they each contributed one, two varieties to the trial, and then we placed those varieties at over 120 farms uh, and gardens around the country. One of those sites is Circadian Organics, my farm. So what each of the growers are doing is really growing these things out in real-world production environments. So since your launch then in 2018, what has the user response been? Have you collected anecdotal responses from folks interacting with you guys, your customers, your users? Yeah, absolutely. So the grower response has been really positive. Obviously, you know, people love this concept of transparency, that they can see how something is going to perform. You can actually go on seed length, filter something to your hardiness zone, 
see how it performs in your neighborhood, as well as being able to access from many companies in one place. Growers love that. They also love participating in the testing process. We have now over uh, 5,500 or almost 6,000 growers who are active reviewers on the platform around North America, primarily U.S. and Canada is most of our user base. So the growers really like this, and it's a lot easier. The funny thing is, is that all of this participatory testing was already happening to a lesser extent, but it was happening with pen and paper, you know, mailing data sheets back and forth, and it's really difficult to manage logistically. So we streamline that. We make it easier for the growers to participate, to access the products afterwards. But we're also getting great response from the uh, seed companies as well and, and universities because they want to get their products out there. It's every plant breeder's dream to have that feedback loop with the real growers who are using their products, and we finally make it logistically possible. So we're getting great traction and continuing to grow and launching uh, internationally this year. The state must like it, too. The Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation is giving a tax credit for investors who would invest in Seedlinked. Tell me about that relationship and uh, how that's going to help you grow into the coming years. They've invested on us in a number of different ways. You know, we participated in the governor's business plan contest that they hold for new startups each year. We attended the early stage symposium that they hosted. That's where we met our primary investor, Titletown Tech, which is a partnership between Microsoft and Green Bay Packers. So they just have a lot of resources out there. For instance, part of what is allowing us to launch overseas and in the EU this year is a grant that they offer that helps with these sort of internationalization efforts and complying with data privacy in different countries, et cetera. It's kind of the boring side notes. But, you know, the reality is, is that we have to check all these boxes. We have to read all the fine print as we're looking at operating in different geographies. And WEDC helps us do that. Dylan Bruce joining us in studio, co-founder of Seedlinked, an agribusiness startup that aims to change the way growers get the best seed for their operation. It's also a venture that's gotten support from the state of Wisconsin. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up. Just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. 
It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All right, time now for a look at the forecast with ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, it feels like fall outside just in time for the first day of autumn. Yeah, it happens this evening officially at 8.03. That's the autumnal equinox. Not that it makes a big difference, but it is feeling a bit more fall like today high pressure is settled in those temps certainly are on the cooler side and there's some talk of possible patchy frost way in far northern wisconsin tonight hopefully we don't the rest of us don't worry about it too much but it will be staying on the cooler side and there will then be some rain chance the next low is out around idaho this morning as it moves in there'll be some rain chance even late tomorrow afternoon at lacrosse and Boston, overnight and lasting into saturday in eastern wisconsin a couple of tenths of an inch of rain if we see that much but then a continuation of that cooler than normal temperature pattern oh not down to freezing level or anything like that just a bit cooler than normal i'll have details right after this as a dairy farmer you depend on your milk receiver pump McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McVin Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compere.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Even though a bid that you get looks great or a program looks great, make sure that you go and get a comparative bid. The easiest way to compare bids is a price per watt. It's what the whole solar industry works off of. A simple phone call to Olson Solar Energy, you can find out quickly whether or not you can save serious amounts of money. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All right, Stu, what do you got for us for the rest of the forecast? Well, let's talk about some sunshine yet today and a very fine day, but on the cool side. Remember, we should be in the low 70s for daytime highs, very low 60s today. There's some thought that uh, Boston may stay at 59. We'll see. North winds will be around 5 to 15. Overnight, those guys do stay clear, and it does cool off. Back down close to 40, could be an upper 30 here or there. North winds be around 5 to 10. Skies become partly sunny Friday, and that chance of a shower mid-afternoon lacrosse in Boston by evening further east, low 60s, south winds at 5 to 10. Some scattered showers possible Friday night. They linger into Saturday. 
chance in the east late Saturday afternoon. Partly sunny skies, low 60s for daytime highs. Saturday, south winds in the west. They become westerly later in the day, 5 to 15. And even Sunday doesn't appear all that bad, but at best uh, heading toward the mid-60s. So it does stay a little cooler. Any sizable rain on the way real quick? No, a couple of tenths of an inch here, and that would be about it. So just enough to keep it kind of smeary. Just enough. And yeah, so, and if you are getting a little bit, let us know. We're curious to know. Send us a text at 877-301-FARM. Thanks so much, Stu. We'll catch you back here again tomorrow. All right. See you then. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. People you know. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas, like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line-item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. 
much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks, stop by Bergstrom Chevrolet, where you never get charged over MSRP. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Summer is here, and with it, the hot air. Don't let other companies add to it. We won't lure you in with buy one, get one, or half-off installation. Not Window World, not ever. We offer a no-pressure consultation with straightforward, fair pricing. None of that, if you sign today, or let me call my manager nonsense. Window World. Professionally installed at an everyday low price. Trouble in Tampa? Uh-oh. Mike Evans suspended one game. He, uh, His agent, his lawyers himself, they appealed uh, it yesterday. Waiting to hear back from the NFL. You've got to imagine that he is uh, getting it upheld, the one game. Also, Akeem Hicks is going to be missing. He has a plantar fascia tear. Uh, expected to miss a month. And their tackle, Josh Wells, is probably going to miss as well as he suffered a calf injury against the Saints on Sunday. There's a lot of uh, problems creeping up. And then you've got Tom Brady potentially in the midst of trying to save his marriage with Giselle. As the scuttlebutt is that there's a little uh, a little animosity between the two. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> we're not going to go TMZ on him. Uh, but it's boding well for the Packers. But, Rowdy, you have this. The Packers who don't do good in Florida for some reason. We saw the ass hand uh, kicking. Uh, that they had uh, against the Saints in Jacksonville. And every time the – and you said this yesterday, it always seems like the Packers, when they play the Buccaneers outside of Lambeau Field and, you know, Kevin King debacle, as they always have to be at Raymond James Field to take on the, the Buccaneers, and they stink. Stink against them. But I don't know. This offense and this team seems to be trending. Um, I know the Buccaneers are uh, undefeated and they're 2-0. But doesn't it feel like the Packers are trending up and the Buccaneers are kind of trying to find themselves? I know the Packers are trying to find themselves, but the Bucks look a little out of sorts, especially with these injuries. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that this game comes down to is we know that, well, let's just talk about the things that we know, right? Yeah. We know Tom Brady's great. We know that Aaron Rodgers is great. We know that both of these defense on paper are pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Both of these defenses can get after the quarterback can play coverage. The one thing that I'm really looking at outside of, because we haven't talked about the injuries yet, what the Packers have to do. Well, I think it starts. And I think the most key thing for the green Bay Packers is the offensive line. Yeah. 
because we've seen in the past Tampa Bay, whether it's, you know, in a Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes or whether it was games against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay gets after the quarterback. They got a really good front seven. Devin Williams, who is a, a really good uh, inside linebacker, they're using him more and more in blitz packages, and, and he's becoming a really good rusher. And that's not even talking about the guys that normally rush the quarterback in the front seven. So I think it comes down to the Green Bay Packers offensive line. Maybe this is why we saw them take week one to try and fiddle figure and figure out, out their yes, offensive yes, line. Yes, now, yes. maybe this is why they wanted Elton Jenkins back because we know that there were those reports out there week one where it was like, ah, you won't see Bakhtiari or Jenkins until week three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Maybe they wanted to get him out there a week early to see what he could do to see if it was worth getting him out there against Tampa when they're really going to need him. Now, maybe Bakhtiari's knee really just is that bad, and he's the one where it's like... I think like, they brought in four or five offensive linemen yesterday and tried him out to sign, you know, maybe the practice squad, get some little depth. So I don't know how good the, that, that bodes for David Bakhtiari. But you did see, like, a Jake Hansen playing week one, then a lot of Zach Tom week one. We, we, we're we kind of starting to see the offensive line, I think, round out a little bit to how you think it'll go the rest of the season, yeah. whether or not David Bakhtiari comes back or not, whatever. But I think you're trying to figure it out because you have to protect Aaron Rodgers in this game. We know that the Chicago Bears always have a pretty solid defense. They like to get after the quarterback. Yeah. Robert Quinn had the second most sacks in the NFL last year. The Bears still got to Aaron Rodgers or at least pressured him a decent amount. They have to sure up the offensive line because if Aaron Rodgers isn't able to have some time to throw the football, you become very one-dimensional. And on top of that, the Buccaneers, what else do they do really well besides getting after the quarterback? Well, they excel at stopping the run. So I think it starts with the offensive line. You need to be able to block, straight up block. Yep. And then it goes to, can the Green Bay Packers get the running game going? We talked about how the wide receivers kind of have to play off the run game because they're just not there yet, especially with Dobbs and with Watson. Yeah, Watkins and Cobb are what they are. They'll make a nice play here and there, but they're old. They can't be the big-time star players. Tampa Bay, they give up. So far in the first two games, and you would say overall, right? Dallas likes to run the football with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Yep, they like to get her going on the ground. New Orleans has a ton of running backs behind Kamara. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yankee. It's the first day of fall, and rightly so, it finally feels like it. Temperatures in the low 60s will be in the Madison area, nighttime lows in the 40s and 50s, and this will be the case at least through the 1st of October. Don't forget that you can re-listen to the weather or other segments of this show at MidwestFarmReport.com on our podcast page. And if you know that you're going to miss a show, well, we have a way for you to always listen. You can stream Midwest Farm Report through our app. You can download the app for free on Apple or Google Play Store. Just search 97.7 FM The Farm. Again, that's 97.7 FM The Farm. We've got an agronomist with us this morning. Joey Hennigan is the regional agronomist for AgriGold. He covers the state of Wisconsin and northern Illinois. 
And Joey, as folks are harvesting corn for silage or as they're gearing up to harvest, what are you seeing? Everything looks very good. Um, I, I'm going to argue we've had one of the best seasons uh, this year since the last quite a few years. We kind of had a slow start with the planting not really getting going very early in the season. But once we had that kind of May 10th through 20th warm spell, uh, we had a really nice time for getting corn and soybeans planted and had a really good emergence from that. And it's just kind of carried through with a strong season ever since then. And like you said, Joey, you argue that this year is probably one of the best years that we've had in a while in terms of a growing season. Does that mean yield is expected to look pretty good here in Wisconsin? So really, really good emergence and really strong stand counts coming from that warm May 10th through 20th time frame set us up um, to have really good counts there. Uh, we did have kind of a dry early springtime period, but that also made for really good rooting conditions, um, better than having saturated soils for sure. And then obviously it did get a lot of timely rains with a, with a broad statement across most of the state. And then really August had a lot of rain, um, which brought really good moisture for that grain field period for both corn and soybeans. So with that being the case, good, good rooting conditions, good uh, nutrient utilization because of that, and then nice rainfall during the grain fill period. I um, really couldn't have asked for a better recipe to set up set up a successful grain crop. And even, you know, like you said, even silage is looking very nice so far. Also, too, Joy, something that Agrigold prides itself on is consistency, which sounds pretty nice when our world today is facing such volatile markets, volatile weather, uh, tricky supply chain. Are your growers mm-hmm. finding that uh, Agrigold is living up to its consistency claim? And why don't you tell us what you mean by that? Absolutely, yeah. Consistency can really be a big factor in having a successful crop and just in terms of having consistent ear counts and even having consistency across different hybrids and varieties and having some diversity to help mitigate any risk out there in the field, but then bringing a consistent return because of a little bit of diversity out there and able to react to a few different environments that might throw up across your entire uh, farm operation there. So I've been seeing that this year, really happy with the way a lot of the hybrids are looking across this whole geography. Of course, Wisconsin Wisconsin offers a lot of variability, which makes it really fun and really challenging. Uh, it's been really fun to see a lot of new new hybrids, new varieties kind of react favorably in many of these many of these situations. And as you mentioned, Joey, Wisconsin offers a lot of variability when it comes to growing yeah. season, weather, soil type, etc. So there's a lot of different varieties for folks to look at, contemplate over. What's the best way to get in contact with an agrigold or agronomist, and when is the best time? Yes. Um, so our website, we, we do a pretty um, routine job of updating our yield data on the website to check out the performance of different hybrids varieties across the whole geography so you can check out your neighborhood in particular and then you can also get in contact with us through that Um, that's probably the easiest or most effective way to find someone from the get-go is through the website through our links there but also you can reach out to if you have your local dealer or local dsm um, you can find them as well it always helps to get at least a good plan started as soon as possible Um, the plan can always be changed it can always be updated in the future but making that plan honestly as soon as possible helps for being consistent and helping helping to get the right products placed on the right acres for the next year, and also just trying to to grab some of what sometimes is limited supply for newer or, some, or sometimes niche fit products. Like I said, it's not always just a, a broad acre fit, particularly in this geography. So trying to find that right hybrid variety sometimes can be an advantage to to stake your claim to it early, and then if it needs to be changed in the future, it can be. But it always helps to kind of get your get your name on it as fast as you can. Before I let you go, Joey, what else should growers be keeping their eye on in the field ahead of harvest? Um, I will say that um, tar spot is definitely 
increasing in prevalence in the last uh, week or two since the beginning of September. So we're keeping an eye on that. Thankfully, it came in pretty late this year, but it will be something that definitely will impact certain geographies in terms of standability and harvest timing in, in pockets of the state this year, particularly in the southwest. What's the direct action you got to take once you see that? Um, once you see it this year, um, there's not a lot of management that can be done now. Um, it'd be an approach for next year, both in uh, hybrid selection for trying to find one that's highly resistant to tar soil as much as we can, then also some fungicide applications as well. Um, but once you see it this year, it's just a monitor and make sure that if it does start suffering from stock quality concerns to prioritize harvest as soon as possible. Joey Hennigan joining us, the regional agronomist for Agrigold. He serves the state of Wisconsin and northern Illinois. And as he said, you can visit agrigold.com to get in touch with an agronomist or dealer. Stay tuned for more farm news and markets coming up next. And don't forget, Zach Bowers with Everegg joins us later in the hour. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, building strong farms for a strong future in America's Dairyland. Join them and Pam at World Dairy Expo, Tuesday and Thursday, October 4th and 6th at 1.30 in booth 3403 in the Exhibition Hall. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin at wisconsindairy.org. Join Pam Yonke at World Dairy Expo on opening day, Tuesday, October 4th at 9.30 in booth 3615 in the Exhibition Hall with McFinn Technologies, makers of innovative milk receiving pumps. Visit them at lowshearpumps.com. Weather around Wisconsin has started to change. Why don't you change up your attitude about the meats you're putting on your sandwiches? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Now remember, they're located just out of Madison in Fitchburg at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrone Road. But anybody can tap into their authentic goodness at BavariaSausage.com or Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And they want you to know they have got an absolutely amazing selection of... Salami from Bavaria to Hungary, from mustard seed to peppercorn, from picante to spicy. You will find it at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. So if you're looking for a little bit of a change-up on that sandwich or just for fun or a refreshing change-up when you're entertaining, take a look at some of the comments from customers on their Facebook page. You can get your order started today online, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage Kitchen on Facebook. Judy and the crew won't disappoint. Your soil is your farm's greatest asset. Every season is an opportunity for both short-term profit and long-term improvement. The Midwestern BioAg way optimizes yields, soil fertility, and sustainability, nurturing your greatest asset. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. Not only is it the first day of autumn, but it's the first day of Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Week. The governor proclaimed September 22nd through October 2nd as Wisconsin's Ag Tourism Week, and this is to acknowledge the producers who open up their farms, wineries, petting zoos, orchards, or trails for family education, fun, and really good food. And if you want to add one of these destinations to your weekend plans, the easiest way is to go through the Wisconsin Ag Tourism website, and this is at WI. AGtourism.com. And I'm curious where you're going because I may want to add it to my list of places. So let me know. You can send me a text message at 877-301-FARM. Again, that's 877-301-3276. Let me know where your next egg venture will be. 
If you'd like an extra $500 in cash, we're still taking your fair stories. The last fair on the calendar is the Central Burnett County Fair starting tomorrow through Sunday. And if you're thinking about your experience at either your local county fair or maybe you even went to another state fair, we want to hear it. Did something special happen? How did it feel to win your first ribbon? Are you still buddies with the people you met at the fair? These are all memories and stories that could win you $500 or $250 cash prize. Submit your fair story at MidwestFarmReport.com. And now we'll take a look at those grain markets. From Chicago, December corn is up two and three quarter cents at six eighty-eight and a quarter. November soybeans trading at fourteen seventy-three and a half. That's up twelve and a quarter. December wheat up four cents at nine oh seven and three quarters. And new crop September twenty twenty-three wheat is trading at nine oh four and three quarters. That's down two and a half cents. If you're following the fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, you'll see some iconic red berries that Wisconsin is known for. Yesterday after the morning show, I drove up to the Habelman Brothers Company in Toma. They sell their cranberries to the fresh market. Because of that, the harvest looks different than what you've probably seen before. For example, The bogs are not fully flooded, and it takes more people to gently harvest that berry. After the harvest, the cranberries are dried and sorted four separate times by color. The pale or white berries are actually sold usually to the northwest to be mixed with juice. It doesn't taste any different, but the color is just not desirable. So the deadline to get these berries harvested is around November 1st. They've got to do it before the water turns to ice. And it takes about seven weeks for the crew to harvest 700 acres. And that's why they can't wait for all the berries to turn that desirable red color before they start harvesting. That's just some of the stuff I learned at the bog. You can stay tuned for the audio from that visit at MidwestFarmReport.com. We're talking with Everegg broker Zach Bowers next, but first we'll take a look at our dairy markets. The October Class 3 milk contract is down 7 cents at 21.63 a hundredweight. November milk is trading at 21.31 a hundredweight, down 12 cents. And looking just ahead, December milk is trading at 21.21, down 19 cents. More on dairy coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up. Just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. Welcome back on a Thursday. I'm Stephanie Hoff rounding out the morning with Zach Bowers. Zach is a broker at Everag with a focus on dairy risk management. Zach, thanks for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. Yeah, I want to start out this conversation. The most recent report on production that I've seen from USDA says that Wisconsin milk production during August was up 1% from last August, but the average number of milk cows was down 6,000 head. Uh, so we're, we're making more milk with less cows is what it looks like, and we're producing milk above the U.S. average. So, Zach, what does that tell us, not only what's going on in Wisconsin, but what's happening in other regions of the U.S.? Yeah, Stephanie, um, when I'm looking at uh, pricing, you know, there's, I'm I'm a simple-minded man, and, you know, when it comes down to what's, what affects price, it's supply and demand. And just as you mentioned, Wisconsin was up in this last August report, and they were not alone. Uh, we saw the, the U.S. up 1.6%, uh, which was pretty shocking to the market, actually. I mean, and most economists were we're projecting for an increase because we were looking at it versus a very easily to be comparable of last year where we were losing a lot of cows and we're also going through a lot of heat um, in August. Uh, but most people were saying a half a percent to maybe 0.8%, maybe, maybe 1% was kind of the extreme. And then we came out at 1.6%. So then not only did we do that uh, with less cows. So the cows were cranking in August, uh, which makes sense because weather seasonally across the country was actually very good, especially in a lot of those southwestern states. You know, you had California up 2%, which is which is a huge number, right? So that came as a little bit of a shock to the market um, because, you know, everybody you talk to, you're seeing cows leaving the herd, especially in the southwest, uh, where they're having a lot of water, environmental, uh, poor pay prices, and extremely high feed prices, right? So, if we continue to see that trend, um, it could potentially not bode well for pricing. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, because of the way that the class three, four structure has really developed in the last five to 10 years, you know, every new cheese plant we've built, which is kind of all we've ever done in the country for the last five years is build new cheese plants. Uh, it, they've been designed um, and contracted to run 100% efficiently all the time. So, no matter what, if we make more milk, we really can't make that much more cheese right now. Obviously, there's some flex capacity in there, but most of that excess milk is going to fall into a balancing plant where we're going to be making butter or nonfat, uh, which, you know, that's at a almost $4 higher price right now than the class three market. So I think you could see that price definitely start coming down uh, with some of this excess milk filling some of these balancing plants that have been running empty on this lower milk production. Um but I think overall, going into the next six months, it's going to be really tough to see dramatic milk growth out of the U.S. and 
even jumping over into Europe or New Zealand as well, too, as they are uh, battling, you know, even worse feed costs, worse energy costs, governments telling them they need to go out because of carbon emissions. Um, and, and to me, that just uh, is a spot for the U.S. dairymen to step up and fill in the gap for what the rest of the world needs on the export market, which which should be supportive uh, prices going forward. Zach, another topic you wanted to touch on this morning. Interest rates are kind of a focal point of your attention. Is that because it's the number one question you're getting from your clients? Or, you know, walk us through what's happening on the interest rate side of things. Yeah, yeah, and that that to me is just the whole other side of the equation is, you know, you've already got, you've already seen the supply side, the milk production growing a little bit. Um, Now, globally, again, like I said, I think it can maintain uh, pretty muted. So it should remain supportive, but the other side of the price equation comes down to demand, uh, and that that is the number one question on every end user you talk to um, is mind right now is what, what does the next three, six, twelve months look like uh, when the average home mortgage is now going to be pushing near seven, eight uh, percent? There's not going to be a lot of money left over. Uh, for the middle class family to go out to eat, how is that going to affect the restaurant demand? How is that going to affect uh, cheese demand, butter demand, um, and really the economy and the global economy as a whole? Right? Are, are we walking into a deep recessionary period? Um, you know, so, so that is something in my mind to keep an eye on: um, is where does demand sit right now? You know, restaurant data shows we haven't seen a very large loss in demand, but it is trending lower. Um, the, uh, the demand data coming out of grocery stores shows that we're seeing a lot of trade downs, right? So name brand products to store brand products, uh, so, so far hasn't been a huge effect on the demand, especially from a dairy perspective. Uh, but I would imagine going forward, you're going to continue to see those trade downs happening, um, and potentially loss of demand from both the restaurant and the grocery store sector. Um, as you know, people are a lot more worried about, uh, their pocketbooks. Yeah, well, in, in the next 30 seconds here, Zach, is that why we're not talking about record butter prices this week? Uh, those have kind of started to fall off after we spoke to Everig about that last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big reason I think we're seeing butter prices fall off. One, you're, you're seeing year-to-date about a 3.8% loss in demand from the grocery store standpoint, so you are starting to lose demand there. Um, seasonally, you're also losing demand for cream as ice cream production starts to to wind down going into the fall and winter months, um, as well as, you know, where the U S dollar is at, which is at all time record highs because of where interest rates are at and where we're at all time high butter prices, that prices us out of the world. 